up over there, by the way. Shut up, shutting up. Back shut from up, a long hiatus. Up. And we're live already. Already. Look how quick we were live. Yes, we were we were we were hundred percent more live than we were ten, fifteen seconds ago. Now we're actually one hundred percent live. Except for the little delay that happens because of streaming. This feels much more fresh than it usually does because it's been so long. It is. And uh and I'm just oh wait, we got six people here. All right. That means we got I mean six already. Six. So that means, we're already double our minimum. Yes, we're going in. Here oh. is the intro. Let's do Covered to Covered is a podcast that features two idiots talking about music at length, and occasionally a dog does make an appearance. There will also be special guests from time to time that will show up, and they will be smarter than the hosts. And the hosts will give their opinions. By the way, they are exactly that opinions they're not truths they are not fallacies and they do not reflect the views or opinions of their employers or those they employ so with that just enjoy the damn show I saw wait, Goldfish made an appearance. He did, courtesy of your picture. But but there was also somebody else in there right at the end, and we need a little background music. Yep. All hail Robbie Robertson. Yes. May he rest in peace. I know you can't really cheers with water, but that's what I got right now, so... And because of the music playing in the background, nobody will be able to see this again on repeat. So, yeah, right. They're going to pull it right out of the video. <laughs> like, so, oh, well, yeah. Cheers, Robbie Robertson. And uh, if you're watching this after it all gets pulled down, it's yeah, right. You know, just my mouth moving and no words coming out. So. Yeah, what a loss. I mean, and that was that was just like boom. Like you didn't hear like, oh, he was sick, or oh, he was this, or oh, he was that. It's just like gone. That seems to be the thing now is the uh, is the dying in secrecy, which I guess is good. I mean, that's kind of I mean, they deserve that. Right. But like it all started with uh, David Bowie where like nobody knew he was sick. And then he yeah. just and then just one day we just woke like up and David there. Bowie was dead. You know, yeah. it's it. And we just had it happen with Pee Wee Herman. And uh, um, I mean, there's been tons, of course, over the last decade, but. Uh, yeah, was not expecting to lose Robbie Robertson this afternoon. Nope. And, nope, uh, not at all. Tremendous That's loss. Tremendous, tremendous musician, tremendous songwriter. What you're hearing right now is The Weight from the band, which is arguably their most famous tune. It's been used on like 9 million commercials. So Completely I mean, canceling out everything that it represents. Exactly. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, this is a guy who was, you know, he basically started as, uh, you know, in a band backing Bob Dylan when he was what twenty one. It even goes back behind. I know before he goes that. back further than that, but like when he started, like, 
coming like on the scene as uh, with a with a popularity of some yes. such. Yeah, yeah. Was when, was when the band essentially was backing Bob Dylan during his electric, electric. era. Yep. And uh, which didn't go over all that well with some people, but no, uh, so much so that Levon Helm of the band who's singing right now, yeah, um, he left. He he packed up and went home. Yeah, he said, "Fuck yeah. this, I'm not doing this anymore," and he split. <laughs> yeah, so uh, kind of crazy when you think about it. But then they all left. The band left the band and created the band. Yep, if that makes any sense at all. And went on to write hits like The Weight and Up on Cripple Creek and Rag, Ma- uh, Rag Mama Rag, which were Ophelia. Ophelia, like everything was written by Robbie Robertson in one way or another. Um, you know, well, just it genius. depends on how, how much how much you want to get into that. The guys in the band claim he took more credit than he should have, but. We're not going to get into that. We're going to go by what's on what it says on the record. We won't get into controversy because I don't know the guy. I wasn't there, and I can't speak to it. No. So, therefore, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to fade this out, Jim. And if and if you've never seen the last waltz, you're doing yourself a giant disservice by not seeing it. And it it is arguably the greatest concert film of all time. Actually, I don't think it's arguable at all. I think it is the greatest concert film of all time because. It's the for those that don't know, it's the band's farewell concert recorded live in front of the uh, in front of a live audience at Winterland in San Francisco in 1976. It has guests like Van Morrison and Neil Young and Joni Mitchell and Ronnie Hawkins and Bob Dylan, of course. And uh, it was directed uh, by Martin Scorsese, and, yeah. which led to this very long you know relationship that Martin Scorsese had with Robbie Robertson. I think he just did his 14th movie. Yep. Did music for the, the for, his 14th movie with Martin Scorsese. And now he's dead. Yep. And uh, no, it is. It really is. And uh, also for Detroit people, uh, lost Sugar Man this afternoon or yeah. this morning, actually, as well. Sisto Rod- Rodriguez, otherwise known as Rodriguez. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or as they named him, Rod Riguez. <laughs> That's what his record label called him. Therefore, he just went by Rodriguez and inspired the movie Searching for Sugar Man, which came out in 2012. Um, basically, it's kind of interesting to find a guy that had essentially a 50-year career off one song and sort of disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just wow. And uh, he was in his 80s as well. Robbie Robertson was 80, but, but Rodriguez, I think, was like 82 or 83. Or Rodriguez like just turned 81. They, they, had, a 81, big, uh, yeah. they had a big... Um, sort of celebrity filled birthday bash for him just a couple weeks ago here in Detroit at the uh, legendary Cadu Cafe and uh, guys from the Romantics played and uh, from the MC5 and from Ted Nugent, uh, Derek St. Holmes played and uh, my bandmate Paul Smith of the Strains uh, played a couple songs uh, as part of part of the festivities and uh, I hear it was an outstanding time and a great party and Rodriguez himself was there and uh, was saying hello to everybody and getting photos and everything It'd be really and, weird if it was an 81st birthday party for rodriguez and he wasn't there that you haven't spent a, you haven't spent a lot of time in detroit mike uh i spent enough time in detroit that's why i'm just, not spending time in detroit just a couple years ago we had an mc5 show that had one guy from the mc5 in it well, all right. Foghat's been touring his Foghat with no original members forever, so I guess I guess you, there's a point there. Um, but speaking of visiting Detroit, we'll talk about that 
I'll yes, there's a, a question. Well, two things about there's a question in the chat that we have to answer, but yes, uh, which is this one is that GFV now on the title card? If you saw the title card, there was a picture of our logo and a gentleman in his 70s with salt and pepper hair and a really well defined mustache. And yes, that is indeed GFV, also known as Gino fucking Vanelli. <laughs> Hey! Hey! Oh! Oh! Hey! hey. That was him. Hey! That was him. So uh, yes, and uh, Gino Vanelli will be playing in D Town on uh, September twenty third, I believe, which yep. is a Saturday. Which uh, coincidentally yep. is that gentleman that left that comment. That's his birthday. Well, is well. All right. So TFM is going to go see GFV or oh, uh, no? Oh no, he won't. He <laughs> won't be attending. We know that for sure. <laughs> But if there was somebody he was going to go see at this point, it probably would be Gino Vanelli. Yeah, well, all right, fair enough. <laughs> um, you know, the days in the mosh pits are over, so Gino Vanelli it is. Yes. Uh, especially for me. I love Dennis Smith had two great comments that are actually one comment total. He started off the show with a riddle. What has two arms and sucks? And the answer is Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Welcome back, Dennis. <laughs> so good. So good. And it's good to be back. It's good to see you, Nick. I could see that you're still ugly and I'm still fat. So there's good. We got we got that. Not going much for has us. changed. No, not at all. We didn't change anything. I, the guitars changed behind me. I, know I noticed that. I noticed that. I was just about to point that out. And there was one other thing we need to point out that I know you and Dennis Smith are dying to talk about. And that is that today is the 28th anniversary of the passing of Jerry Garcia. Well, uh, no, I, I wasn't intending on talking about that. But now that you brought it up, let's still not talk about it. <laughs> you I'm have, gonna, I you have no heart, continue. sir. That's fine. I will be heartless when it comes to the Grateful Dead. I cannot wait for this tour to be done. The tour's done. Oh, good. See, that's how much I knew about it, that it's, it's, it's over, and the Grateful Dead will be no more. Except now, now everybody thought, like, oh, no, there's going to be no more Grateful Dead, which is not really true, because now there's going to be all these, like, like tranches of dead bands. Which there already are. Out. Yeah, but there's going to be more of them. So, like, Bob Weir is going to do Bob Weir and... The Wolf Brothers. You know, Bob Weir will do uh, Bob Weir doing Songs of the Dead, but it won't be actually The Grateful Dead, but he'll make just as much money off it. And then John Mayer is going to play Daughter and then Touch of Grey right after that in his, you know, because uh, that's that's what's going to happen. So uh, here's uh, my mother right up <laughs> there, Jerry great Garcia. Ties. He had great ties. Indeed, he did. Uh, and somehow he continues to keep putting out the ties. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, well, he's, after his he's 20 like years after his death. Yeah, it's just like, wow, they just keep finding ties. You, Mike, you, br you brought up about the weight being in commercials, and I said it completely defeats what it, would, what it represented. <laughs> Similar to that, coming out this week, which we're going to talk about things that are coming out this week, but yes, uh, this, we isn't, this isn't one of my featured releases, but there is a Jerry Garcia retrospective uh, being released, a 2LP set. I and, can't wait. No, no, hang on. You can get it in stores like mine and everything, but Yay. most importantly... <laughs> 
you can get an Amazon exclusive of the Jerry Garcia retrospective, which to me is probably the most un-Jerry Garcia thing possible <laughs> to have a fucking Amazon exclusive of his album. The only the only thing that would be more un-Jerry Garcia of that is if there was a Walmart exclusive. Yes, which there very <laughs> well fucking is. might be. There probably is. Speaking of, hey, Nick, what store do you own? Rock City Music Company. And where are you located? Uh, Five Mile in Farmington in Livonia, Michigan. And where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com and all social media platforms. And who is your favorite baseball player? Favorite baseball player? Ooh, shit. Um, let's see. I don't know a lot of them, so I'm going to say Kurt Gibson. That's a good one. That's a good one. Former Tiger. And a Dodger. And dead. No, he's alive. Kurt Gibson? Yeah. Pretty sure he died. No, he's alive. I just saw him in a commercial the other day. No, he's dead. No, he's alive. I also watched, I saw Rick Nielsen whip a a record of worth of picks at him at a concert, too. Oh, he's not dead. I know he's sick, though. Doesn't he have, like, MS or something like that? I don't, I, I, I don't think so. He's got something. Maybe it's the rock and pneumonia and the boogie woogie flu. Oh, no. Well, maybe. All right. I got the wrong guy altogether. I thought he was dead. No, wait. He does. He's got Parkinson's disease. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought he had died, though, but I obviously I'm wrong. And I I was half right. He's he's sick, but not dead. But one day all of us will be dead. So I'm I I forecast what will happen later. Yeah, you're you're jumping the gun. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> He's far gotta, from dead. He's gotta, very much I gotta, alive. I got to double down. I got to double down on this somehow, man. I, I got <laughs> now Jerry Garcia. He is for sure dead. Stone dead. Uh, he's been dead for a long time. He's been suffering from death for years, and but he's hoping to recover one day. Uh, so, all right. So we haven't been here in a while. A lot's happened. Um, and Nick, you had a whole bunch of things happening with your store and your bands and this and that. So let's give us a rundown. Let's start with what happened in the beginning of July and then the middle of July and then the end of July, because it seemed to have gone in that kind of, oh, I'm sorry, beginning of July, middle of July, beginning of August. There you go. Those are like one, two, three, like three big things right there. That about lines up. Okay, yeah. so first off, I think the first thing, usually Mike and I have a run of show and we don't have one today. So I'm going to assume what you want to start with is the first event we did, which was Buck Cherry. You, it was your story. You know when you, what happened in the beginning of July. and then I, what just, happened in, I can't remember uh, the last time we were on and what we discussed. And then so you the got to fr- talk about the next one that's coming up. Yes, which we which we absolutely will. Okay, so we kicked off July with a uh, in store with Buck Cherry, uh, celebrating their new album called Volume Ten, solid rock and roll album. Uh, had the band in there, uh, signing copies of that. Great turnout, awesome, enthusiastic crowd. Um, we always love doing the events. If you don't know a lot about Rock City, it's kind of one of our um, what do you call it, Mike? One of our trademarks. Yeah. Is that a, is that a good word to use? They do they do events really really well. I mean, the, all the all the boys come to the backyard for that particular milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. No, we try we try and do them as often as possible, and we've done uh, about fifty at this point. And uh, our our resume is something I'm very proud of Buck Cherry, Getty Lee, Alice Cooper, Steve Gorman, Glenn Hughes, Blackberry Smoke, uh Gary Holt, Gary Holt, Nita Strauss, 
Uh, Glenn Hughes, if I didn't say that already. You did, uh, but you, you liked it so much you said it twice. Yes, uh, Reverend Horton Heat multiple times. It, it, we've, we've, done a, we've done a ton of them, and uh, we always love doing them. So we kicked off the summer with one with Buck Cherry celebrating Volume 10. Uh, Billy Rowe, the guitarist of Buck Cherry, owns Rock and Roll Relics, which is a fantastic guitar company uh, that we stock. We're the only uh, Michigan dealer for that, and we have a current collaboration going on, the Rockford Revenge, which is based off rick nielsen's uh classic hamer explorer which is very cool by the way yes sold out immediately and from what i hear the man himself wants one so that i don't think you can get a bigger bigger compliment than that so there you go um yeah so we did buck cherry at the beginning of july and then mid-july uh we had an in-store event with the legendary d snyder uh best known long island's own d snyder best known as the front man of twisted sister but also a director a radio personality tv personality i don't think there's anything d hasn't done at this point author yep that's what he was there for he just had a new novel come out called frats i know Uh, something that d has not done uh uh-oh porno drugs drugs that that is absolutely true um although he was such a fiend for starbucks that you could maybe uh (laughs) you could maybe say that's his drug because we had to go well out of our way to make sure that d got his starbucks um but in a good way i can't i can't speak enough i can't speak highly enough about what a pleasure it was to work with d um him and his team were fantastic and like i just mentioned d actually was the 50th event we've done so we've done a ton of these and everybody's been a pleasure to work with um we haven't had any mean people or anybody with an attitude but d after he did his moderated q a he signed autographs and took photos with fans for four and a half hours and was just enthusiastic with person number 250 as he was with the person number one and uh mike you've been in this industry a long time you can attest even with the nicest guys by the end they're still cordial but they're ready to be done and and d was just from front to back um on the money and super personable and took the most time I've ever seen any artist take with their fans. And uh, that really deserves a round of applause. And I think it was just such a fantastic event. We actually have an event wrap up video coming out tomorrow. So if you're on our social media channels, you'll be seeing that around noon tomorrow. It'll be on YouTube. Uh, all I, that. I have a question. I have a question about the video. Yes. Is Goldfish in it? He does make an appearance. Oh my God. Can you edit the video? <laughs> or blur his face <laughs> or just put like put like a like an image of grimace over him or <laughs> so, just anything i have to tell uh, there's a there's a sidebar here mike that you'll appreciate um nothing to do with goldfish but uh, oh well no. mike as as everybody knows that watches this uh mike likes to uh rag on me and everybody else in his path but one thing <laughs> <laughs> one thing mike will uh Mike will uh, say in private is Mike always gives me props on my knowledge of music. Indeed. And uh, so I went to pick up D and I was, I had Mott the Hoople playing and he gets in the, in the truck and he, and he says hello to me and everything. And then he's talking to his assistant. And then about after five minutes, he goes, wait a minute. He goes, Nick, are you, are you, are you listening to Mott the Hoople? And I go, yes. And he goes, 
are you playing this like for my benefit or is this personal choice? <laughs> and I go, <laughs> personal choice, you know? And he goes, who the fuck turned you on to Mata Hoople? You, how could you possibly know who Mata Hoople is, right? So we had a whole conversation about that. Well, then when I had to take him to the news the next morning, he was like, the night before, he goes, all right. Mata Hoople, you raised the bar. You better blow my mind tomorrow with something else. Now that he goes, I'm not going to give you any hints, right? So when I picked him up, I threw on the first Leslie West solo album, the one called Mountain. And wow. he gets in the van, it gets in the truck. It's like 7:30 in the morning, and he goes, "Blood of the Sun, Leslie West, you blew my fucking mind again, Nick. <laughs> Unbelievable." <laughs> So that's cool. So at the event, uh, you know, everybody, all the staffs getting their pictures with D and everything. And my mom, who always uh, helps at the events and works the events, and she's always a always a ray of sunshine when I'm a big stressful mess. She goes up and I say, D, this is my mom, Mary Kay. And D goes, Mom, great fucking kid. I don't know any kid that knows Mountain and Captain Beyond and Mata Hoople. You did a great <laughs> job raising this one. <laughs> So I thought I was thinking of you when he said that. So nah, that's awesome. That's great. And I'm a ray of sunshine when you're stressed out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Most no. of the time. Most of the time. And all right. So Nick and I like behind the scenes, like Nick and I are friends. Right. And, and Nick has this business and I'm in the same business in a different capacity. And I, you know, give him hints, tips and tricks. And, you know, after being in this industry for 20 whatever years. And sometimes I just want to rip out his Adam's apple and feed it to him. Yep. So because Nick, for those of you that may not know, gets stressed out if the wind blows to the northwest, like just boom. And I'm like, dude, the sky is not falling. It's OK. You're good. You're, you, your eyes will open tomorrow. That will happen. Even will if you don't calmers. want them to. Even if you don't want him to, which is a lot of the time his club is like, I'm done. I'm just going to blow up the store and get the insurance money and call it a day. I don't think I ever said that. No, but I'm That's telling you what idea, you're going to say though. next time. Yeah, see, exactly. So, yeah. So, I guess in, re in, in, in relation, I am a ray of sunshine compared to that. That's true. Uh, but that's awesome. So let's talk about the third thing, which I thought was super cool and why we could not be doing a show last week. There was a reason why we couldn't do a show last week. Now, yes. the, on, I'm assuming on Wednesday there was rehearsal. Therefore, Thursday was show. Yes. Or, or Wednesday was something else and you Wednesday, just blew off doing a show. No, Wednesday. <laughs> actually, Mike, if you remember Wednesday, I had, uh, I had tickets to a show that you and I discussed about four months ago. Which one? Government Mule with Jason Bonham. Oh, yeah. I but that. So that was Wednesday. So we were going to do the show on Thursday. Yeah. And, and then, then you couldn't, we couldn't do the show. We could not do it because uh, fortunately enough, and uh, I say this with a ton of uh, gratefulness in my heart, uh, my band, the Twist and Tarantulas, was asked to open for Blackberry Smoke. Um, you guys know if you watch this show or if you follow me that uh, the guys in Blackberry Smoke are some of the, my closest friends and compadres in this business. And uh, they were playing here at uh, Soundboard at Motor City Casino last week, and there was no opening band, and I was graced with that slot. So thank you to those guys for... they did. It wasn't completely thanks to them but once i got enough forward i was able to make a call and say hey i put in for this so and they said no problem we'll tell them to approve you maybe 
Maybe. <laughs> but you got approved, so. We did get approved, and it was a fantastic show. We played to probably about 1,500 people. Um, great stage and, and just a great personal memory for me. I've been all over the country to, to and spent so much time with the guys in Blackberry Smoke. So to have that moment uh, to be able to share the stage was really something that meant a lot to me. And uh, we were playing... And I looked over, I was, I was trying to stay focused, and I looked over, and the whole band and their crew and everybody was watching from the side of the stage and uh, cheering me on. And when I got done, they were all like, yeah, yeah, buddy. They were, they were all stoked, which, which uh, meant a lot to me. So that was something I'll carry with me for the rest of my days, and uh, that was why we couldn't have a show last week. You know, it's, it's one thing, and I know this firsthand. You know, well, not firsthand, but just doing what I do and, and doing what I did, you know, it's, it's one thing if you open up for someone, it's another thing. If that band that you're opening up for watches you, yep. That means a lot, yep. you know? So, you know, I, I, and whenever I would see that happen, whether it was a band I was working with or a band I was friends with that happened to be opening up for a major headliner or what have you. And that major headliner, or at least a few members were just standing there watching and kind of grooving to it. You're like, all right, cool. They care. Yep. And that's, that's, that's something you don't forget. You know, you can wear that. You can absolutely wear that as a, as a, as a totem. And, uh, and congratulations to you. Now, Thank before you. we get on with the rest of the show, you got something coming up. Another event with a C or D list artist. <laughs> yeah, on- C or D list artist. Actually, I would say an A list icon. For, Wait, for- no, he's made a lot of CDs. That's what <laughs> I meant. Uh yeah, we're, so. we're, we're stoked to be welcoming back Alice Cooper to Rock City Music Company, which is such an honor. Uh, we had Alice in 2021 at the height of the Delta variant of COVID. I had a whole event that I sort of came up with and pitched to Alice's people, total shot in the dark going, I'm never going to get an answer on this. And about a month after I sent it, I got a phone call of, from Alice's people and they were like, we love your idea and we want to do it. So um, for sure, the biggest event we've done to date was, was Alice. We had about 600 people um, at the last one. And this one's already shaping up to be just as big, if not bigger. So um, it is on Labor Day this year. Yes, it was on Labor Day. I went to Mike, and Mike and I had a whole back and forth about Labor Day, and yeah. and uh, I wasn't sure about it, but we <laughs> jumped off the cliff, and it's happening, and uh, it's selling selling like hotcakes, as they say. So what it is is um, Alice has a brand-new record coming out at the end of the month called Road. You can pick up a ticket from us at rockcitymusicco.com, and you can select uh, your ticket. It can either be the LP of Road, which is a 2LP on limited edition blue marbled vinyl, or you can pick up the CD Blu-ray ticket, which uh, is a CD and Blu-ray. Hey, Um, see how that works. That gets you entry into the event. You can meet Alice. Alice will personalize your copy of Road for you. There is no pictures. Um, No pictures, no video, no nothing. Yes, and uh, if you take a look at our Facebook comments, you'll see there's plenty of people upset that they can't take a picture. But that's how it goes. Um, But that's not what it's about. It's not about taking a picture so you can gloat on social media. It's about getting to meet. Uh, an absolute icon and having a moment with with him and and I can tell you firsthand Alice is one of the most personable guys out there and uh, he loves to engage with people and he loves to talk and you'll have a great experience 
even with leaving your cell phone in your pocket. I promise. I, you know, I can see why artists would not want to do that, especially six or eight hundred of them, yes. because people don't know how to take pictures. They no. just don't. And this leads to a bigger conversation, too, which we could get into here. Like you're hearing a lot over the past few months since we past few weeks since we've been gone. A lot of fans and audiences are getting a lot a little bit more brazen at concerts yes and they're like t snapping pictures with flash and this and that you know how disorienting that is it's all you know like when you stand there and you have that one picture taken and you're like oh god i can't see imagine if you're on stage or an artist in a in a in a meet and greet and you have to do that eight hundred times well and and this is a perfect time to bring this up we run all of our events with no photos, no videos permitted when there's a performance and things like that mm -hmm. for that specific reason, because it's an intimate setting. At the end of the day, this is a retail music store. So yeah. like Butch Walker, for example, there's this guy, you know, superstar playing uh, piano and guitar in the store. He's got people two feet in front of him. Like he doesn't want a phone in his face. So we <laughs> run the events with no phones. Now, when we do do meet and greets where there, there is, um, a picture included we take the picture for the exact reason that you said mike because most people don't know how to take a picture yeah they have no idea <laughs> and, they have no idea and, and they think like and here's another thing and i'm sure you know this too what i love my favorite is you're in you know section 212 right and you're taking a picture with flash yes guess what it's not gonna matter <laughs> the hell's wrong with you oh stop it all you're doing is annoying everybody in the three rows in front of you with the strobe. So stop it. Don't do that. Yep. Um, you know, be smart. And the artist is there to end it. Yeah, you paid your money for the ticket, but this is their job. Yep. And if they can't do their job because you wanted to go take a selfie in the front fucking row, fuck you. Yep. I agree. Sorry. No, I agree. So yeah, you can't get photos with Alice, but the biggest thing is because there's so many people and he wants to make sure you can take a little exactly. bit of time with every person. And like I said, that's what this is about. It's, yeah. it's us giving you the opportunity to meet Alice Cooper. It's not giving you the opportunity so you let's, can go on Facebook and say, I met Alice Cooper. Let's, let's do some math. Let's do some math, all right? So if Alice Cooper spends 30 seconds with 600 people... All right. How, how many seconds is that? That's like it's 300 minutes, which is it's, it's, uh, almost it's six hours. It's five hours. It's it's six thousand hours. <laughs> I just did the fucking math. There you go. No, it's 300. <laughs> but I mean, it, that's that's a lot. That's five hours. Yes. And that's if that's if he spends only 30 seconds with people, you know, and a lot of times somebody's going to be like, well, this is you know my time to meet this guy and i get that too it yes. might be the only time you ever get to meet alice cooper and it's kind of cool but shake the hand say thank you tell him you love him move on yep like yeah because for every person that that comes up and goes hey it's such a pleasure to meet you thank you for doing this you know i've been a fan forever those people are great there's also the guy that wants to go, I saw you on the Muscle of Love tour, and you pointed at me. It was at Cobo Hall. You pointed at me. And here's the great thing about Alice. He'll go, I remember you. He'll say shit like that, which is which is fantastic. But, but uh, yeah, that's exactly it. So we, we try and 
bring the best experience we possibly can. Uh, a lot of time and effort goes into being organized and making sure everybody has a fantastic experience. That comes from my years of standing in meet and greets that weren't ran properly and, and were a total fucking nightmare. So I try and go above and beyond, not just me, the entire crew. I can't take yep. complete credit. The entire crew at Rock no, City, you can. We, we go above and beyond to make sure that if you've bought a ticket and you're coming to meet Alice Cooper, Butch Walker, Glenn Hughes, it doesn't matter that you're getting a fantastic experience. That's what we strive for. And uh, this one, I think it speaks volumes that Alice is coming back to uh, to do this again uh, with us. So, yes. And they approached you. Yes, sir. Which which is really cool. It's not like Nick was like trying to get this to happen. They approached him and like, hey, we like we like what you do. Um, you won't let pictures happen. Yeah, yeah, that's really probably what it what it comes down to, honestly. <laughs> but but just going back to the cell phone thing, I remember telling Butch Walker, you know, like we don't we don't allow phones or whatever, and he goes, "Man, I can't remember the last time I haven't played to a crowd of cell phones." Like he's yeah. like, I'm so excited yeah. that I, there's going to be people engaged uh, yeah. with with what I'm doing, and it and it makes all the difference because you get more from the artist because they're really connecting with you, and uh, I think you and I have talked about this a million times. It's like when you're lost in your phone or lost on social media or trying to take a shitty video or photo, you're missing what you paid for or you're missing the experience that you carry with you forever. By you know being, what I want to know, I want to know this. I would love to get a survey going of everybody of every of a hundred people that go to concerts and filmed it. How many of you watched that more than once? If, if at all, if at all you post it on Facebook, you make sure it worked and then you never watch it again. Right. So why don't you just live in the moment and absorb the memory? Yep. I just, you know, look, uh, there's bands I've seen 800 times and I'll film them, you know, a little bit here and there and whatever, you know, but I've seen them 800 times. Like I know what they're going to do the next time that they, the next word out of the singer's mouth. You know what? If I like, you know, if Led Zeppelin was playing, I, I can understand the want to try to film that, but you know what? Don't. Because, like, I'm never going to see Led Zeppelin again. Why would I want to miss any part of this, you know? Nope. So uh, it's – I kind of don't get it. I used to understand it. I used to understand it. But now at this point, it it doesn't make sense anymore. Yes. Yeah, it makes and, no and, sense. And I get it. You know, you get to your seat. You want to take a picture. Hey, this is where I'm sitting. Blah, blah. I understand all of that. It's the standing up for the entire show, holding your cell phone up. That's what. Yeah, it, that's exactly. what we're referring to. We're totally. not advocating, not you know, documenting that you were there. That's not what we're saying. It's just, yeah. It's just like yeah. if you want to film it and then watch the entire concert later on. But even if you're trying to do it for like a whole song, do it for like ten seconds. Yep. 20 seconds. You know when the chorus is coming up. All right. Started at the chorus. Cool. You know, get little vignette. Don't be like you're fucking Scorsese and like trying to get angles. Because you're not. Because you're, you're not. not. That's the biggest thing. It's <laughs> you're, like not. you're not fucking Martin this, Scorsese. This will never be a Panavision camera. I'm sorry. It's a good camera. It's a good camera. But there's a reason why there's photographers in the photo pit and they're not you. And they had to be vetted to get that pass. Exactly. <laughs> 
Jeez, I mean, I'm I, a photographer. I get in there. I get vetted all the time. Yep. I have to sign waivers. I have to sign things like I can't. I can't share the pictures, but you can. Yeah, you know, bite me. Stop it. Well, I want to go back. But, uh, my uncle Mark Heim is in the chat, and he said back about nine twenty-five. He said they called Nick out. I don't know what he's referring to. I think he was referring to uh, Blackberry Smoke. They said, "Oh, they, oh those they, guys called you out." They did. They absolutely did. Right before they played "Run Away from It All," uh, Charlie was like, "Give it up for the Twist and Tarantulas. That's our buddy Nick Morocco's band, and they were killer. And we love him. And this song's for him." Uh, Steph brings up a good question i thought places had people lock them in a bag meeting cameras or phones in a bag you see that mainly mainly at comedy shows yep mainly at comedy shows look at nick's bright lighting up a spliff like dennis leary he wouldn't let you tape his show speaking of smoking and being funny um yeah when i i saw chris rock in vegas last year right in a pouch yep you know that's that's what happens i get it and people go, eh, why not? Well, because it's going to be on fucking Netflix. And he's getting paid a lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. So why do you want to ruin it by putting up, like, you know, segments of his act that he's still working out? Well, that's the biggest thing with the comedy thing that I think people don't realize as opposed to music is those guys, a guy like Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, whoever, Jim Gaffigan, whoever you want to pick, those guys do these shows and they're working through their material to get to the special that we watch on HBO or Netflix yeah, or whatever. Like exactly. They're doing these gigs to get better at the material that they're trying to present in the best light possible. It's not like a, a band that rehearses and they do the same thing and they stand in the same place and they do... The comedy guys are trying different things. And, they, exactly. and if something bombs, they don't want that out there. And like you said, they don't want just bad shitty material out there and and it's it's you know point of fact is when i saw chris rock and then he did the live netflix special there were some things that were the same mm -hmm. and some definitively had changed yep. and he added a lot more on the end there's a whole like 15 minute thing on the end about will smith which he did not do in his show yeah, yeah he saved that shit yeah yeah it was amazing uh, but, you know, stuff within the show. And I remember you know, every time I was doing the bit, I remembered his bit. But the way he went about it was a bit different. He actually tweaked it and came up with funnier lines. And so, you know, that's that's why all I'm saying and I'm sure all you're saying is that we want people to it's I don't want to say behave, but have respect. Yes. You know, yes. Just you paid money to be at the show. That doesn't mean you can do whatever the hell you feel like. You know, we're all there. The person next to you paid probably as much as you did, you know, and it's not fair to them if you're acting like a complete jackass and ruining their time because you think you're having a good time. Yep. It's not really how it works because you know what? You'd hate it if it was done to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like one one time I was at a of all things, a Cirque du Soleil show. I was at the Beatles Cirque du Soleil show. Now, I've seen that show way too many times i've seen that show <laughs> i think about 10 times at this point i i own stock in cirque du soleil at this point and the first time i went there was this woman in the row behind us i guess her and her husband were having a you know it was like their anniversary or something now cirque du soleil is a is performance art it's not a concert she was standing up and screaming and dancing and like and the people kept coming over like man we're gonna throw you out <laughs> Yeah, right. If you if you do this and she's like, oh, they don't know. They're all too young. Ah. Like, 
no, lady, shut the fuck up because you're bothering the people on the stage. Right, there's a time and a Not place. Not just the people that are around you. You know, like, wow. It just makes no sense. So, Hang on, I want to touch on Steph's comment here. She says, I heard it leaves ads and BS on the phones after they're unlocked and out of bag. That's got to be an emergency issue if you had to call 911 during an event. Okay, so here's the thing. Because I've I've heard these pe- I've heard people point these things out before at, yep. at, about the Jack White thing and all that. Okay, so here's the thing: it leaves ads and BS on the phones. That already happens. Your phone is listening to yeah. you at yeah. all times, which is why and it when actually you go- doesn't happen. So it's not like there's no like osmosis that happens no. in the bag that sends ads to your phone. Yeah, no, so the that, only that ads that happen. are being sent or whatever conversation you and your buddy were having on the way into the show. Yeah. And um, by the way, if you think that something was um put on your phone because you saw an ad relative to where you were at that point it's because of gps it's geotargeting yep. and because you didn't say no don't sell my ad don't sell my 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 whatever my information you need to say always say don't sell my information whenever those things come up don't just accept the cookies deny them always yep okay unless you want to be followed that's what that means so that has nothing to do with that pouch Ever now the nine one one thing I get, but, but here's the thing: you it's can very, get up and open it. It's very easy to have that pouch open. Any security yeah. personnel has the ability to open it. It's one little thing. So if you had to call nine one one, I get what you're saying. What if somebody came in and started shooting? And I I understand all of that, but like they can get the they can get the bag opened easily. You're not putting it in a vault. It's like yeah. it's a twist of the wrist and it'll open. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a, a big it's, deal. it's it's magnetic. You put the magnet on it, it, it disengages it, it opens. Exactly. Um and believe me, if it were if it were something like that, you could rip it open. Yes. I mean, it's not like it's Fort Knox. No, not at all. I almost had it. I was trying in my seat, not even really trying, and I could have opened it. Yeah. Um, it's a courtesy thing more than it is a um uh like a you know, a law or something. Yeah. It's like you can, exactly. you can get it open. Yeah. You know, so I, I was at a John Leguizamo one man show one time and he's phenomenal on stage and was amazing. It was on Broadway. It was fantastic. And somebody had their cell phone on and it rang in the middle of the show nice. as he was doing his thing. And he said, you better sh-. like he didn't even like it was so funny. He was like, and so I was doing this thing. You better shut that fucking phone off. <laughs> so anyway, and just like went right back into it. Didn't lose stride because he's a professional, but he still called that person out. And the entire crowd erupted in applause. Yep. So, I mean, there's there's a reason for this. You know, let's let's not be idiots because you want to be famous on social media. Nobody cares. Yep. Nobody cares about you on social media that much. You know, like, oh, so-and-so saw such-and-such. Why don't you just put a message on Facebook? I'm at the such-and-such concert. Right. Let's meet up for a beer. Yeah, you know, oh, I'm there too. Like, you don't need to do it visually and ruin other people's good times. I'm sorry. I just don't believe in it. But just bringing this back around to, to why I brought it up originally regarding the event, it kills me when we do something like like. Uh, like this Alice Cooper event and I by no means complaining what all I'm saying is you know like this is this doesn't happen every day most stores don't get to give this ability and the amount of people that are so offended and so like oh my god I can't believe that you won't allow pictures first of all it's not up to me that's the first thing and second of all 
the, look at the opportunity in front of you. Like the, what I'm trying to say is the entitlement is so out of control. Of like <clears throat> how many well, people? How many people you think in line are going to be like, Alice? You sure I can't get a picture with you? Yeah, and he's going to have to say no. Yep. He's going to have to say no to every last one of them. And they're going to go, oh, and he's going to have to explain it every time. And that's going to eat into your time with Alice, because yep. now he's going to say either he's just going to say no, sign it, move on. Yep. Or he's going to explain why. And that's going to eat into your time and everybody else's time. Yep. So how about you just don't do it? Yep. You know, it's, it's that simple. And, you know, when you first told me like no pictures, I was like, really? And then I'm, I thought about it for like five minutes and I'm like. No, this all makes sense. You know, you're going to have like six, seven, eight hundred people there. Yep. How much time can you spend? And then, of course, you have this one, right? Can I get a picture? Sure. Oh, that one didn't come out. Can I take another one? Yep. Like, well, my favorite is the person that tries to find the loophole. Uh, I know it says no <laughs> pictures, uh, but can I take can I take a picture? Like, what if I take a picture and my wife's at the table and I take the picture and then when I go up to the table, she takes the picture? No, that's still a picture. It's no photos. What if I take a photo from at the door? Is that a no? It's no picture. It's a picture. If you want to draw something, go ahead. <laughs> it's like, yeah, get one of those court stenographers to come in and sketch you have, out of. Have the famous Bob Tyrell sit in and just tattoo it on you. <laughs> How about I, that? Bob's one of those guys that'll go, he'll be there and he'll come up to me and go, bro, you sure I can't get a picture? Oh, my God. <laughs> we love you, Bob. But no, no, Bob. Yeah. No. I, I, how about I had you got you'll really appreciate this one. How about I had somebody go, well, two. I had somebody go, hey, I uh, I bought a ticket. Can uh, I bring my wife and kid with me? No. No. Everybody needs a picture. You don't. When you go to a concert, everybody needs a ticket, right? I mean, like you you, you don't bring somebody with you at the concert for the price of one. That's I bought this. I bought this seat on the plane. Can I bring my family? Right. If and, they buy seats on the plane too. Here's. But here's my favorite one. They go, uh, obviously, Alice is playing Pie Knob, which is our big outdoor shed. Been here forever. <laughs> and he's playing it with Rob Zombie the day after our event. And I had three different people, because I thought, well, the only one person could think this. I had three different people go, I have tickets to that show. Can I come to this for free? What is that? that I go, I'm like, that's like buying a ticket to go to the show in Columbus and then saying, well, I can come to Detroit, too, right? Yeah, no. It's different. It, it's like but but that's exactly my point it's like people don't they don't see the whole picture and i think guys like you and i take it for granted because we're so in this industry that we would never think like that it's not even being in this industry it has nothing to do with it it's it's simple math i bought one ticket which gets one person in right like, very simple i bought a ticket for an event if i bought a ticket Oh, my God. It's like if I bought a ticket to see the L.A. Kings, that means that when the Lakers play later that week, I can see them, too, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because I have this ticket. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. Why would you think that? Like, oh, my God. That's that's innate. All right, you know what? I'm just getting really frustrated. We got yes. we have more show to do. Yes, yeah. Um, let, let's well, go. People through some always of come these up things. to me at those events and they're like, "Why are you so stressed out?" That's why I'm stressed out, go. ladies and gentlemen. Everybody, watch this before you go to the Alice Cooper <laughs> event, okay? Um, or rewatch it if you're watching it now. Thank you. Yes. Uh, all right, so let's go th through some things really, really quick. Give me one thing that you're listening to right now. Fast, fast, one fast, thing, fast, fast. Uh, Leon Russell live. Leon live. It's called from 1973. Triple LP.
uh, just fantastic stuff. I, I it's been a long time since I heard it, and it's almost like an extension of Mad Dogs and Englishmen. Joe Cocker, same band, almost. You said you said cock. Um, <laughs> I am listening to Van Halen. Fair warning, because I just picked up a Japanese import of it at a really good price, and it's sweet, which is kind of awesome. Now, with all that said, I'll be talking about. I'll be bringing that up later uh, okay. again, uh, but let's talk about what's coming out this week. We haven't had an update in a while, so let's go through these quick. Yep. yep. Then we can talk about other things like right. Gino Vanelli. Yes. Which, uh, <laughs> everybody's just so excited to talk about. Okay. So we're not going to really talk about Gino Vanelli. I just put his picture on there it just because it's Gino Vanelli, and I'm, I'm going to come to Detroit to see Gino Vanelli. He's playing in LA two and a half hours from me. Instead, I'm going to fly four hours to go see him because. Because he's I playing two miles from my house. And there you go, and uh, <laughs> and I'm going to be in 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 wine country on Labor Day weekend anyway. So there's that. There you go. Okay, so coming out this week, uh, two uh, mostly reissues and one new album I want to spotlight. So the first reissues I want to talk about: The Cult, Sonic Temple, and Ceremony, both being reissued. Oh wow! Okay. Yep, for the first time in a well, Ceremony. I think it might be the first time ever. Sonic Temple. It's been a few years. Yeah. Um, both are indie exclusive. Sonic Temple comes on clear and green vinyl, and Ceremony comes on red and blue vinyl. Both are expanded to two LP sets. Are there so, extras on there? No, I think they just, but the, that was one of the records like we've talked, or, or Sonic Temple was one of those records we've talked about came out at the late, at the end of the late eighties, they were jamming yeah, yeah, like yeah. 70 minutes of music on one disc. Yeah. Which made everything sound like absolute crap. Yep. Yeah. Um, here's something you'll be excited about. Uh, all three of the recent Ace Frehley solo albums are getting reissued. Is uh, that wait, is that the ones with the covers? No, no, the oh. th the three well, these all have covers on them, but yeah, yeah, no, but you did the, the origins. Yes. Yeah, no, not origins. Um so you're getting Anomaly on clear and neon green vinyl, Space Invader on clear and tangerine vinyl, and Spaceman on clear and grape vinyl. I like the clear and grape final. That that's that probably just looks cool. The music's probably shit, but buy the I album for the I think the that's clear the great portion well, of it. Well, I don't know, Mike. That is the one that he has the cover of I Wanna Go Back by Eddie Money. All right, well, <laughs> I stand corrected. I, is that the right answer? Like what do you, what do you say to that exactly? Besides and, move on. And, <laughs> <laughs> And then the brand new release coming out this week that I'm very excited about, The Hives, returning after a very long slumber with a brand new record called The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons, uh, available, oh, on, Randy. <laughs> available on white, uh, white vinyl and violet see-through vinyl. Um, if you haven't checked it out or you have if you don't know who the hives are first of all you should because they're one of the most energetic in your face fucking rock bands of all time but they did a fantastic live performance on the howard stern show they were they played their big hit from 20 years ago called i hate to say i told you so but they played a new song off this album called um shit what countdown to shutdown it's called and the band is playing like they're playing in front of fifty thousand people and there's no one in the studio but the band and and uh, i believe they're swedish and at the beginning the singer goes this is from our forthcoming soon to be award-winning album <laughs> which 
if if you're going to announce it somehow, like my next Oscar winning movie will be coming out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And at the very end, he's like, he goes, thank you, fans. Thank you, Howard. Thank you, the hives. Like he, they thank them the sell. They thank themselves before they sign off. Sure. It's a fucking fantastic. Sure, it's 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 very much uh, like uh, what's his name the 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 quarterback Russell uh, uh, whatever. It's, I went nowhere with it. Forget it. Ignore. I even said that. Their whole t- their whole U.S. <laughs> uh, their whole returning U.S. tour sold out in thirty minutes. So that's awesome. Fucking right that's, on. That's the Taylor Heiser Swift back. stuff right there. <laughs> Yeah, just at a place like one eightieth the vet the the uh, the capacity. You know, Taylor Swift is probably hitting the stage in about an hour from now at SoFi Stadium for her sixth show. Props to her, man. Props to her. Six Six nights at SoFi Stadium. I can't imagine how bad the traffic is. The traffic is bad around there on Tuesday afternoon at 2 in the afternoon. I can't imagine all those people trying to get to Taylor Swift. People were navigating traffic from, like, Riverside. They were looking at bus schedules and everything else because they knew the traffic was going to be ridiculous. Trains, but, like, forget about getting an Uber. No, you know, that's not, not happening. happening. 70, 75,000 people in SoFi Stadium sold out six nights, six, like crazy, um, just nuts. But anyway, wow, we have somebody who left us a paragraph. I'll have to oh, take it's Tony. To Tony's a great guy. Tony's a uh, customer at Rock City. He's a great guy. See, all right. His last sentence. All I had to read was the last sentence. Wouldn't have those memories if the most important thing to me wasn't the music. And that goes back to stop taking pictures. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tony gets it. <laughs> Watch the show. Damn you. You know? So, yes, he absolutely gets it. Um, speaking of getting it, I got I got something. Oh, here we go. I want to I want to talk about this. Um, Are you going to talk about that amazing Dean ML in the background? I got those. I got that Dean ML. Uh, where are my fingers? All right. I got go. that Dean ML, and I got that Dean ML, and I have a third one in my bedroom. Uh, but <laughs> that one's not. That one I've been building for a while, so that one wasn't new. But, yes, I got those. And they're not Dean MLs. They are dime bag guitars. They are dime bag signature Sorry. guitars. Sorry. Uh, so let's, you know, sp- spill a little out because Pantera is touring right now with Metallica and on their own with uh, – uh, I want to say life of agony. It's not life of agony. No, Lamb of God. Uh, it's Lamb of God. It's the other three-word three, three uh, word band with an L. I so, bet you you um, can't tell who's on stage when you walk in. What do you mean? Because Lamb of God sounds like Pantera. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they do not. Yes, they do. Oh, my God, they do not. Yes, they do. Uh, that's like me singing like the Grateful Dead sounds like fish. Oh, no, they don't. Exactly. <laughs> But they're both jam bands, so they must sound alike. Yeah, like um, oh yeah, like I don't know the fucking difference between uh, Lamb of God and Pantera. Like then the, you should go and listen to both again. Give me a fucking break. Our buddy Bob Tyrell went to the show in Milwaukee, and he said Pantera were absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, and that's what I've heard from everybody. And I mean, look, you got pros up there, right? Take Phil and Rex out of the mix. I mean, you have Charlie Benanti, who is a class A metal drummer, just drummer in general, and Zach Wilde, who could play the phone book and make it sound great. So, With a couple know. pinch harmonics. Exactly. Well, he could definitely do pinch harmonics on a phone book. I'm we, fairly certain. We know. That. We know yeah. that. Yes, absolutely. And Dennis Smith is 100% correct, both about Bruce Springsteen and this comment right down here. Lamb of God sounds nothing like Pantera. There'd be so, no Lamb of God without Pantera. Of course, there wouldn't be many metal bands without Pantera, but 
that's besides the point. The triggered anyway, drum sound, the very I'm trebly guitar right now. tone. I'm definitely triggered. The obnoxious lead singer. Oh, God. All right, look. I bought something. Yes. I got this thing. Now, this is... <laughs> This is called, well, all right, for those of you that know anything about anything, know that Nick and I like vinyl. And when you have a turntable, you need to have a receiver that can uh, have a, a, that has a phono input that can boost the signal coming out of the record player. All right. And that's because the, the signal is a very low line level signal coming from that little needle. Right. You need something to boost that up to come out of the speakers. So there's something called a preamp that's installed in stereo receivers. And most of them are shit. And it has to have a dedicated phono one. You can't just plug it into the auxiliary input or the CD input. They, those don't have a preamp that would boost the signal to raise the volume of, of vinyl. So most people go out and get something like this, which is a phono preamp. Now, this one is called the Mani 2. M-A-N-I 2. And, and how did you come to this one? All right. So I've been looking at this thing for about a year and a half. It's I do a lot of research when I buy my equipment and I look at all the boards and I look at, you know, as a best budget, this most expensive, this whatever. I look for the best bang for the buck when it comes to audio equipment. Now, this is made by a company called shit. Literally shit audio, shit audio. And it's spelled S-C-H-I-I-T. Uh, and it, believe me, they lean into it too. If you go on their website, they lean into it. Uh, it came in this box, so that means I got a box of shit. <laughs> and uh, this when thing you gets... sent me the link, I thought I was going to a joke site because I saw no. that it was like shit audio. No, that's that's literally what. And they have really great audio products, and they're made in the USA. And they sell direct, so it keeps the cost down. So this is 150 bucks. All right. Now steel preamps can go up to what ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars. Yep. Right. You know, we're 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 playing in a very small sandbox here. <laughs> you know? um, but there's a lot that are under a thousand, under five hundred dollars. There's a ton of them. This thing outperforms from everything I read before I even heard it said it outperforms by hundreds or ones that cost a thousand dollars so i'm intrigued right but you never know because since they sell direct you can't try it you know i could have bought it from amazon they sell on amazon for about a 30 percent premium mm -hmm. because amazon charges an arm and a leg so and boo amazon yeah and boo amazon but finally i said you know what let me just go to the source let me just get one of these because Here's what happened. I bought, I found a, uh, a brand new copy of Permanent Waves by Rush on Mobile Fidelity. It was a Mobile Fidelity pressing. It came out in 2007, numbered the whole nine yards. It was brand new, still in the packaging. I got a decent deal on it. Whoever packaged it, I think, I think like weasels were packaging this. Thing. I don't know it what. Looked, it, it looked like Stevie Wonder packed it. it, it yeah, basically, because it got hammered. I mean, it got hammered and the, the whole top is split. But anyway, I was like, well, maybe at least the record's in good shape. Hopefully it'll sound great. I'm like, this does not sound good at all. It sounded like somebody was choking the entire thing, like somebody put compression on the entire recording. And I'm like, 
this, I, I don't know what's going on here, but this is a mobile fidelity recording, a mobile fidelity pressing it shouldn't be like this. So I thought maybe I need to kind of upgrade my gear and I don't want to upgrade my gear for one album or anything. I figured it'll be, it'll help, right? So I decided to finally pull the trigger on this. I was looking at tube preamps at like 500 bucks. I was looking at this, that, the other thing. And there's lots of great products out there, but I figure for 150 bucks, if I go wrong on this, I'm not out a ton of money, right? Mm -hmm. And just to show you, like, it's got a ton of options down here. I mean, it does moving magnet coils and it does moving, I'm sorry, it does moving magnet cartridges and moving coil cartridges. Those are two different types of needles, essentially, where moving magnet and moving coil, uh, moving coils are a lot lighter and transfer the sound through literally coils. Um, but it also makes them very low output. So you need something to really boost up that signal. These has this has those capabilities. Moving magnet is low enough as it is, but it's heavier and more stable. So it doesn't have quite as airy of uh, airy of a sound. So Audio files, true audio files go from moving coil, but most everything that's affordable is moving magnet. So, yes. Uh, so far I and away. Yeah, by far. And there's lots of great moving magnet cartridges. That's all I use is moving magnet. So not saying anybody needs to go to moving coils. So, but it's attractive, though, because it's scalable, right? You can move up. Yep. Cool. Okay. Well, when I got this thing and I told Nick, I'm like, dude, this made such an incredible difference from the preamp on my stereo. Now, what I did is, and I'm going to, I'm going to take us out of this here for a second. So what I did was this, Nick, and you're going to get blown away by this. I took, and this is just with my iPhone. All right. I took videos of with and without. All right. And it's staggering, staggering the difference in volume, the difference in thickness in stereo separation, which you can't really hear on, on, on this recording because it was done with an iPhone, but even with an iPhone recording and with iPhone speakers, iPhone uh, uh, microphone, you can hear the difference. Now, here's the thing. I stood the same distance away from my stereo when I started recording this. I did not change the volume. I did not change the EQ settings. Everything was set flat. Okay. Okay. So I did not change anything. True and I'm test. Play true test. So apples to apples, same passage, Van Halen. Uh, <laughs> so let me play this for you and let me know what you hear. Damn, yeah. So what what's what's blowing my mind is what a why the DB increase is so significant. 
because of the output, the, the, the boost that you're getting out of that unit. I just had it set with all the default settings. There's no knob. There's no volume yeah, knob. Yeah, it's just, yeah. That's just what the default is on it. And it's a big boost. And not only a big boost in volume, but even with an iPhone, it sounded full. Yeah. You know? It got and way more thing, detailed for sure, like in the guitar way more part detailed. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Way more detailed, which is insane. And it sounds like I'm hearing new albums. So are you running turntable to the preamp and then the preamp to what? The phono channels or the no, auxiliary channel? No, 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 channel? no, to the auxiliary right, channel. okay. Yeah, because if you do that into the phono, you'll blow out your speakers. Yeah, exactly. well, I mean, that's there's what, just way yeah. too much gain. So that's that's what you have to do there. You can't go from that into your phono, Jack. You go from that into an auxiliary, the CD input, whatever it is. I think I did like the cable and satellite input. Yeah, yeah. Is whatever. But because my auxiliary is on the front. So, um, but either way, I mean, this is the difference that one small change in your equipment can provide to you at low cost. Yes. You know, it's not no cost. It's still 150 bucks, but you don't need to spend 1500 bucks to get that big of an increase. Yeah. And to me, the biggest increase that I could compare it to is when I went from uh, the Ortofon 2M red cartridge to the Ortofon 2M blue cartridge. That's a similar jump. So I made that big jump and now a secondary jump. And I cannot believe how good that sounds now. Yes. It's insane. So I cannot recommend that enough. If you want to go to it's shit audio, S-C-H-I-I-T. That's why I spelled it like that on the video. We had the no shit Sherlock as the first one. And then full of shit was the second part. But S-C-H-I-I-T audio.com. And all their products are absolutely fantastic. They have headphone amps. They have discrete audio amps. And they're all small hand. You know, not, um, I don't know if they're handmade, but they're all made here in the U.S. Yes. So, and they're built like brick shit houses. I mean, that thing is heavy for a little unit. It's, it's like literally this big, it's like the size of a piece, like two pieces of bread and it has weight to it. You could tell it's made well. So yeah, I'm floored by the, um, by the difference. I mean, it, I, obviously I have a phono preamp, so I know what yeah. it does, but like, that's like, that was fucking night and day difference. That was, that was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, it stunned me. Like I was not, I was expecting it to be better. I didn't expect it to be this much better. Yes. And now when I put on that permanent waves by rush, that mobile fidelity, it sounds good. Yeah. Like, wow. All right, cool. Cause like, it just sounds like the mid range has been opened. Did you play a, uh, your UHQR on there yet? Didn't even touch it. Okay. Didn't even touch it. I went with what didn't sound good okay. to me before, you know, what was substandard and made that good. I can only imagine it takes what's good and makes it supreme. I'm, I'm almost afraid yeah, yeah. <laughs> to put yeah. it on because then I'm only going to buy UHQR going forward. Well, so. and you know what? Just going back to your Ortofon thing about the red to the blue, people tell me the blue to the black is like a fucking 10 level jump. Well, it, it is in price, too. So you're talking about a difference of 200 or $250 to anywhere from 1000 to 1299 if you get the, the, was it the LB, like there's the black LB something? The, no, no, the black is um, the black is 700 the bronze is 500 but you have to, but you do, you know how the red and but there's the blue, another level of a black. There's, yes. there's like a level above that. It's like 1300 bucks. Yes. Yeah. They keep going up. And the thing yeah. is, is, you know, with the, um, the red, how you, if you keep the cartridge, you can put the blue head shell on and it will still work. You don't have to change the cartridge. You don't, but if, and, but once you go to the bronze, you do. 
Yes, that's what I was going to say. The bronze yeah. and the black are interchangeable at that level and then the next level. So my point being is, like, obviously you can hear and see the difference when you make these steps. So if you have the ability to make the investment, you get your investment back when you make choices like this. Like, I would have, I had never heard of, the, uh, of shit audio before, but it sounds like they are the shit. They, they are indeed shit. Uh, the shit. Uh, and again, you, when you when you order it, it comes and and there's shit in a box. And you know, it's uh, go with it all. Again, they lean into it on their website. The, everything on their website is pretty much tongue in cheek. Even their manual is sort of like written in a language that you understand. You know, yes. they're just sort of like talking to you. Like you can hear them talking to you as you read it, which is cool. And I appreciate that in a company because they don't take themselves seriously. They put out a serious product, but they know it's for fun and that we're listening and this is a hobby. And like, yeah, you know, yeah, check it out if you want to do this sure we say to do this but you know you don't have to right. <laughs> it's kind of it like how way. they write it's hysterical yeah. so yeah i would absolutely 100 percent recommend the shit manny 2 uh, uh phono preamp from shit audio what a great gimmick yes now going back to reviews this came out while we were gone I love, you know, one thing I have to say right off the bat is it doesn't look like that cover is photoshopped at all. <laughs> so, true story, this actually happened. Now, the background was switched, but oh. all those guys were in a pool. No way. Totally, 100%. <laughs> yep. Okay. This all was right, done in mind. their manager's backyard, in the pool in their manager's backyard. They were all in the pool with the drinks and Stony Shore's dive bomb he did a cannonball into the pool the photographer caught it just right mailboat records took it did this to it with the with the palm trees in the background but yeah that actually happened oh well then i stand corrected yeah i totally thought story. they were standing on a green screen nope they were not that was actually done in a backyard well <laughs> props to yachtly crew yes so their their six song ep came out um a few weeks back we were trying to have them on the show and, the, and we wound up canceling the show altogether because, as I said on, on the Facebook site, which, by the way, housekeeping, if this is your first time here, subscribe, hit the bell. All that stuff is down below over there. Please do so. Check us out on Facebook at Cover to Covered and like it and all that other fun stuff. So I posted at the time on Facebook, I, I said, you know, as opposed to giving you a half-ass show, we're going to give you no ass. Yes. So we decided that's not the to, way to be. That's the way to be. Rather do no ass than half ass. So um, anyway, so they'll eventually come back on. And we'll talk about this. And they're touring right now. Actually, as we speak, they're touring. They got flown to Liverpool to do one date on Amazing. a <laughs> Congrats. So it goes from the cruise for them goes from Liverpool to Dublin. And, let me, and then let they me get off the boat. <laughs> Let me stick a plug in there uh, for them. Uh, Yachtly Crew will be playing at District 142 in Wyandotte, Michigan on uh, September 6th, I believe. Two days after the Alice Cooper event. I, I think thought it's the it was. 26th. Is it the 26th? Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right because it's not far after you're here. 26 that's why the yep. six was stick sticking out so grab your tickets on that uh i saw district 142 has been advertising it pretty heavily they yep. were here a few months back and the show was sold out so make sure you get your tickets and uh come down there and, and see yachtly crew 
And for my New York friends, my Long Island fellow former Long Island, well, I'm a former Long Islander, but for those that are in the vicinity, they'll be playing in Westbury at the, I believe it's called the Theater at Westbury. It's not Westbury Music Fair, uh, but it's a theater at Westbury. It's September Friday, September 29th, and uh, I'll be there because I got to be in the, I got to be in New York that week for work. So I'm going to actually be there and rock out. My mom will be there too. There you go. Cause she's my mom will fan. probably be with me at the, at the show here. There you go. There you go. But nobody's going to Gino Vanelli on the 23rd, except for me, you and goldfish, maybe goldfish. Rachel, maybe Rachel. There we go. Is Bob going to go Bob, Bob, you know what? He's somebody we should ask. We should ask Bob in India. They'll probably go. Yeah. The Bob gets up about two hours after fucking Gino goes on. So, <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm going to be heading over to see Gino Vanelli. I just got to take a shower real quick. Yeah, it's a, well, what time does it go on? Uh, an hour ago? Oh, I just woke up. Oh, all right, well, I'll still head over. <laughs> I'll, uh, you know, I'll see you there. I'll, I just want to catch the encore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did he do, did he do Mama Coco? <laughs> I'm his brother, brother? Damn. <laughs> well, anyway, getting back to Yachtly Crew. So uh, I don't know if you got a chance to fully listen to this, but for those of you that don't know, Yachtly Crew does basically they're a, I don't want to say they're a tribute act because they would kill me if I said that. They're a review, more or less. They're entertainment. They do yacht rock covers dressed as you see on the cover uh, on the cover here, and they do them very very well, and they make it a fun show. And it it's fun and it's exciting and people dance and even I move my feet and I never move my feet at a show. I just bang my head. Uh, can't bang your head at the Yacht Rock show. But they did five covers and one original. Um, and they covered uh, uh, Lido Shuffle. Uh, they covered uh, How Long? Uh, How Long by Ace. They covered uh, uh, Steal Away by Robbie Dupree. How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. And Ride Like the Wind by Christopher Cross. Which and- I have to just interject here and say, I don't feel that How Deep Is Your Love is a Yacht Rock song. I, it was the Bee Gees, dude. You need to have at least one ballad in there to, you know, bring people down for a minute. You know? What about, uh, there's plenty of great, what, what about I Just Want to Stop, Gino? I've, hey, we had him on the show. We talked about it, and they should do it again, and I'm pissed that they haven't. Yeah, see? But, you know, they should have me up there doing it, though. Yeah, you, you <laughs> did a great version of it, to be fair. I, yeah, but you said you like my version of Steal Away better. I did like it. I, I loved it, actually. I thought it was great. Well, here, I'll, I, actually, I actually uploaded it. So we'll, 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 we'll give, a, we'll give a, small, a small preview to people that may actually uh, be entertained by this. And it, it, it fades in, too, so it kind of works with us talking. But, yeah, this is, this is uh, I'll give you a little taste of the Jimmy Hoffa experience doing Steal Away by Robbie Dupree. <laughs> Which, what an incredible name, by the way. I mean, what, what can you say? It's, you know, I've had that name for like 23 years. This is Mike on everything. Yeah, on everything. And that's a guitar, too. Come on and hold me Just like you told me Sing it. That's enough of that. I love uh, it. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And next up is uh, I actually did a cover of uh, of uh, Rich Girl, <laughs> which I have to redo the vocals. But. Didn't I hear that one too? I sent it to you. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's not done in my mind. However, Matthew McDonald, one of the keyboardists of Yachtly Crew, 
uh, agreed to play keyboards on it for me. So, uh, and Steal Away for that matter. So, uh, the, when those, well, I'm going to add those to both songs and then I'll be like, yeah, I got one of the guys in Yachtly Crew playing with me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Anyway, y'all should check it out. I think it's being sold on Mailboat Records, like website direct for like seven bucks. It's on all the streaming services. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. Check it out. It's really good. And even, you know, the, the album was recorded and produced by Chris Lord Algae, who is amazing. It just, yes. you know, he's 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 music industry legend. He's worked with um, everybody. Absolutely. Him and his brother, Tom, you know, and you don't hear much about Tom these days, but Chris is definitely still doing a lot. And uh, it sounds great. I mean, it's all these classic songs done note for note, but with a modern feel. Mm-hmm. So it really does bring it into the now. And I, I always say this about Yacht Rock. It's these songs were recorded by most of the time by studio musicians. OK. Um, and those were the best studio musicians. I mean, they were just the lords of everything. I mean, when you think about like Lido Shuffle, you got Jeff Picaro on drums on that one. You know, I mean, and, and it's just Steve Gadd on all the Steely Dan stuff that he did. And, you know, uh, Elliot Randall and like all these other guys. Yeah, Chuck Rainey. Chuck Rainey, you yeah. know, uh, just all these amazing, amazing players that are on these songs. And these guys do it, all those songs in one night when they play. And note for note, you know, so you got to give them kudos for that. And they do it with a lot of energy and a lot of fun. I mean, it really is a lot of fun. And uh, I would, you know, support these guys. I think they do great. And uh, they're good friends as well. And they're friends of the show, sort of. They're not as much friends with Nick. No. No, they're not. But on the 26th, I'm sure it'll be on. September 26th, watch out for the They're still holding match. a garage. They're still it's, holding it. Well, actually, one of it's them just Sailor the Hawkins. Yeah. It's just the drummer, Sailor Hawkins. And as we remember from, uh, I, I could read, I actually, I think I still have the clip up, uh, where we can hear uh, uh, Sailor and Nick going at each other over Dreams by Van Halen and how Rob, uh, how Sailor likes it and how Nick appropriately says he's wrong. Yeah. So, but anyway. That actually brings up a little thing I want to talk about next. Just announced today is the Van Halen Collection 2 box set, which is going to cover... Such a name. Yes. Such a great, exciting name. Well, I mean, they named their albums, you know, Van Halen, Van Halen 2. So I guess this kind of fits, sort of. Yeah, um, except for this, co- it should be Van Halen the Collection number 2, as in it's a shit and not well, shit audio. And why does Nick think that way? Because it's all of the Sammy Hagar yes. era Van Halen records. It's, yes, it is. Um, it's all of them. So uh, for those of you that don't know, that would be 5150, OU812, Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, and Balance. And then there's a fifth album, which has outtakes from all those years and a couple of songs that were on the Twister soundtrack. Yeah, like and, Humans Being. Yeah, which is... Eh. Um, and then also Up for Breakfast, which is one of Nick's favorite songs, which yeah. was on the Best of Both Worlds uh, uh, Greatest Hits album in 2004. Yeah, I, I certainly would not call it a greatest hit. Greatest miss, maybe, but uh, <laughs> not a greatest hit. I just want to interject here real quick. Everybody on Cover to Covered will be happy to know that this Saturday at uh, Pie Knob in Detroit, my arch nemesis, Steve Miller, will be performing. Will you be going? 
I will not be going, but here's why I'm bringing this up. It's become so well known how much I despise Steve Miller that last week Scotty and I went to a customer's house to purchase their record collection, and the guy was like, yeah, I almost took the Steve Miller out of the collection because I thought it would ruin the deal. <laughs> oh, God. And it just ties in with the Sammy Hagar era Van Halen, which I, I hate, but I still don't hate it as much as Steve Miller. Well, anyway, that's coming out soon enough. Um, now, here's my question. This is the Van Halen Collection 2. There was never a Van Halen Collection 1. Yeah, no, that's incorrect. There was. Oh, the Walmart one? No, not the Walmart one. It came out when Tokyo Dome came out. And what it had, because you're correct in saying it's not a complete collection, but it was called Van Halen the Collection. And what it had was Live at the Tokyo Dome, Van Halen 1, and 1984. Yeah, that's not, no, that's not the collection. That's nothing. I, I, I agree with you, but it was still called Van Halen the Collection, so that's why it's called Van Halen the Collection too. You're asking. And now it's now it's like a collector's item. Right. And I have it's hard one to find. sealed upstairs. I I know where one is sealed where I can go buy it. Um it's in your upstairs in your house. Um, I just I just got a uh, uh we just picked up a used copy of Tokyo Dome too. Wow, okay. I'll give you twenty bucks. <laughs> Add one more zero. Zero twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be fair, people are very excited about this. These records have been out of print since they were originally released. Balance, as we've talked about before, yeah. was a five hundred dollar record. Yep, for un- six hundred bucks anywhere. Yep, for unlawful carnal knowledge, two to three hundred bucks. Yeah. Yep, um, and then the other two are pretty common because they they were. T- big sellers when records were still they the, were uh, yeah 5150 came out in the mid 80s which is when records still you know cds really weren't a thing at that point so you saw a lot of those oh you wait one too there's less of them yep but um, you can still find them that's about a 15 yeah. to 20 dollar record but uh, yep. but the other two are i mean i know there's a lot of people that have wanted these records in their collection for a long time yeah. why i'm not sure but um, i just needed to complete the collection i have everything but balance do you have three Nobody has three. It was never printed. Well, there's a bootleg. Yeah, I know it. there's a bootleg. I'm not going to buy a $300 bootleg. It's a, not, I don't think it goes for 300 bucks. Some I people think, have it up for that crazy amount. I think I'm I got kidding. I think I got 100 for it to be honest. Yeah, I would never do that and like that just that album is just so bad. And I hate to say it that way. It just is. It's just bad. Um it, it just I mean like if we did this song sucks 12 weeks in a row, I could just pick an, a song from that album every week. If, if we did it 46 weeks in a row, we could pick any Van Halen song <laughs> from 1985 forward. Oh, my God. Threw up for breakfast. Well, I do have one for tonight, so uh, and it is a Van Halen song, and it is from that era, so it'll make you happy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jerry, do you really have an original copy of uh, Balance on LP? Because if so, you should have sold it last week. <laughs> Because now it's going to plummet in value. I mean, it'll still be worth a couple hundred bucks, but um, it's going to go from a being a $600 record to probably a $200 record. See, that's the, that's the thing, too. Like, will it actually drop the value of the original records? Because the original records still were only X amount of those made. For collectability purposes, it would, should still be worth that amount. Right, but what drives the a lot of that price is the, the uh, is how scarce it is. Where yeah. a lot of you know eighty percent of the people that can't get their hands on an original will settle for the 
reissue. So it will, I mean, I guess in a way it will be worth whatever somebody pays for it, right? But like when when the availability becomes easier, then I always see the 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 high end come down on those on those rare pieces. Yeah. Well, that's what about can't stop loving you. What about it? (laughs) What's love got to do with it? Um, You know, so actually I have two copies of foreign lawful carnal knowledge. I am selling one of them like now. Yeah, Uh, definitely. I'm selling it now because if what you say is true. Yeah. Well, again, you should have sold it last week. You would have gotten fucking double. Yeah, but now, well, this is coming out in October anyway, so people still have to wait. And if somebody wants an original, they'll have an original. Um, Something else that's coming out that got announced, that got me really, really, really excited. The UHQR Asia by Steely Dan has been announced with a date of September 26th. Yes, yes, yes. Same day as Yachtly Crew. I thought it was September 29th. Was it the 29th? That was 26th. 29th is a Friday. Well, I don't care. I believe it's, I believe it's 29th. You know, Pretzel Logic just just started shipping, from from them. Yeah, that's great. I want Asia. Fucking Pretzel Logic's the, like the third best Steely Dan record. September 29th. You're correct. I'm so okay. sorry. Yeah. Yes. I I was. Well, see, now I got my 29s and 26s mixed up. But either way, yes, it's coming out that week. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. And I can't wait because that's the one I want. Though Pretzel Logic would be cool too. Don't get me wrong. And I can't I can't wait for Royal Scam. I mean, I know Asia's going to be great, but Royal Scam is probably nuts to bolts my favorite Steely Dan record. So, um that's that it's weird that they they did them in order up mm. until now they're going to skip ahead to records to do Asia. I guess they need money. Yes, right. They yeah. they skipped right over Katie Lied and Royal Scam to get right to fucking Asia. Because nobody cares about either of them, really. Oh, sort get, of. Get out of here. They don't the, care. The Come base on. that they're selling these records to care about all of those fucking albums. Yeah, but they're going to sell eighty thousand more copies of Asia. <laughs> the, qua- the, the it's you, I, you the you quantities know are higher. It's it's higher for Asia. Yes. It is. It's. I think it's twenty thousand for all the other albums. And I think 30. Asia's. Is uh, it 30? thirty for Asia? Yeah, thirty yeah. for Asia. So yep. ten thousand more. Yep. So, and uh, not bad. Not bad. Getting one hundred and fifty bucks for seven songs. Uh, but I bet it's going to sound incredible. See, that's a thing that's like you really hope it does because it's probably the best engineered album of all time. It's Arguably. a high it's a high bar to hit because like even an original pressing that you can get for twelve dollars at this point. It sounds good. Sounds sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. It's like it's like Breakfast in America by Supertramp. That's yeah, another record thing. that's like yep. and the first cars record. Like those those three records, if you buy one out of the used bin, it sounds fucking great. So for 150 bucks, it better be like mind blowing, which it has every ability to be. So hope, hopefully, uh hopefully they hit the mark. It, I really, I, you know, that's the one thing that's just a concern because, you know, I mean, obviously I've, I remedied it with, with, with hardware, but the whole, like, you know, you, you trust in things like mobile fidelity, you trust in things like UHQR and you think it's going to be this next level sound. And then you get it and it's like, did I get a bad pressing or mm-hmm. is this what it is? You know? And when you start hearing that, like, no, this is kind of like what everybody's saying, you start going, ugh, mm-hmm. ugh. 
I mean, even the even the Van Halen this this new compendium that they're putting out, they're advertising it as coming from the original masters and overseen by Don Landy, who basically produced all those records anyway. Uh-huh. So you have to trust that that's going to be good. But sonically, you want it to be right, and if it's not, it's an investment. You know, you pay one hundred and fifty dollars for something. I paid one hundred and sixty dollars for that stupid Rush album. You know, yep, and which is low. Yeah, the, I've considering seen you can't find it for two hundred bucks anyway. Yeah. yeah, so I got lucky on that. Then it got hammered. And now it's worth less than what I paid for it. But either way, you know, you pay that much for something, you want to get the value out of it. You want it to live up to the. You want it to do justice. Yes. And if Asia is even a little less than compared to what your expectation is. If I put on Asia UHQR version and then I put on my 1970, you know, seven, eight, uh, seven, whatever, you know, original. And it sounds close. It's going to be like, mm. but here's, here's the great thing that I, uh, I always love to point out about analog productions who does all the UHQR stuff is Chad chasm who owns, uh, analog productions is the most thorough fucking yeah, audio file on the planet yes. if you watch videos with chad he is i i always reference him in our saturday morning uh, live videos at rock city this guy is like so nerdy about this stuff and i mean that in the nicest way like he takes multiple pressings of these albums before they do their reissue and he figures out what's the best sounding one okay this is the one we've got to we've got to at least be this good and surpass this and and they go through test pressings and mastering and cuts after cuts after cuts to make sure that they get a good one which is different than mobile fidelity because at this point mobile fidelity is ran by not i don't want to say people that uh that don't love music because they do of course based on the titles that they release Mm -hmm. and everything but with chad you have a guy that really is sitting there doing the work himself personally to put his name on a great product so nobody on the face of this planet knows what a what a mountain they've got to climb than chad with asia no doubt about it so i I have faith and and you know, same thing with the mobile fidelity. I mean, less so, but you know, mobile fidelity putting out all the Van Halen, the first six Van Halen albums that's supposed to start later this year. It looks like it's starting to yep. mm-hmm. ramp up here, uh, which is great as well. But again, you're paying one hundred and twenty five dollars there, you know, per uh, per, yeah. you know, and there's six coming out like in series, you know, yep. so like you want that to be right. And, you know, again, a little bit different with Van Halen, a little bit. You know, in the sense that, like, it's distortion and it's, you know. But the the, the stereo separation on those Van Halen albums was very discreet. So especially you want to have that reproduced. Couple. Especially the first couple. Yep. Especially the first one. Yep. You know, it sounds like Michael Anthony's on, on a different planet. And Eddie Van Halen's, like, way, way over there. You yes. know, the drums pan, but that's it. <laughs> it's it's back to what, like, the beat, how the Beatles used to record, you know. Um, so, anyway... The point I'm trying to make is that, like, I'm going to buy them. I'm going to buy them, but I'm, I'm, if it's not good, I'm going to be upset. Yes. Yeah, but we I should agree. do, we should do, we should do a, a review of those when they come out. So, uh, and being that they come out on a Friday, that's going to suck. Uh, <laughs> Well, they won't even start shipping until that date, knowing analog production. So we'll probably actually end up getting them the following Tuesday, 
Wednesday, depending. Oh, on... okay. Well, there, there you go. And I'll be, I'll be back from my trip then and be able to listen to it. There we go. All right. Well, I think that's about it for now. Let's get to our last couple of uh, things here, unless there's anything you want to talk about. No, but that's it. I think we're good. Uh, we're 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 with our with our final aw- awesome awesome segments, starting with discovered. Yep, and then going into this song sucks. Now, I think last time I went first on discovered, so I'm gonna have you go first on discovered this time. So, what do you got? Okay, so Discovered, I just learned that this song was a cover, and that's why I picked it, um, because I, I only knew this version until earlier I was talking about uh, how I've been listening to Leon Russell, Leon Live, and uh, he plays this song on that record, and he wrote it. Um, it's called Alcatraz, and the version I picked is by Nazareth. It's on their album. Oh, wow. Ra- it's on uh, their album Razamanaz. It's the uh, it's th- uh, second track on Razamanaz. So Alcatraz is on Razamanaz. <laughs> you got it. By okay. Nazareth. A lot of Z's uh, flying Alca- Alcatraz is on Razamanaz by Nazareth. Yes, you got it. So uh, obviously, as you might imagine, Nazareth does it a bit heavier than Leon Russell did, um, but. Totally different approach, of course. Uh, but, yeah, I didn't know that it was even a cover. And Nazareth's been known to do a bunch of covers. A lot of their yeah. hits are covers. Love yes. Hurts is a cover. Yes. Um, they did. They had a big hit with uh, This Flight Tonight, which is a Joni Mitchell song. Um, but, yeah, Alcatraz is a cover of Leon Russell, which I didn't know. So uh, I'm picking Nazareth, Alcatraz. Nice. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to totally shill for my boys in Yachtly Crew. And I'm going to say their cover of Lido Shuffle on their new EP is is really, really good. <laughs> That's it's saying really, something because really there's good. some good covers of Lido Shuffle out there. Yeah, this one, I mean, just there's something about it with, because it has this modern mix to it, this modern feel to it. Um, you know, when the guitars come in, you can tell it's multi-track rhythm guitars with a bunch of moxie behind it like it just it gets big in the right spots you know and phil does justice to the vocal and you know rob does uh, i mean uh, sailor Sailor. does uh i can't do it uh sailor sailor does justice to the jeff picaro drum part saying something because that's a fucking difficult shuffle man and they put their own they put their own feel on it and you know they they duplicate a lot of the t- the tones of the keyboards exactly so i i'm going to give them props on that one and say uh you know that that one uh is going to be my cover uh for discovered for this week so check that out again seize the day s e a s the day <laughs> you can find it on apple music you can find it on spotify from yachtly crew now 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 it's been a while Oh, that song sucks. It's been a while by Stain. That song sucks. All right, you went there, but... Hi there. My name is Unimportant. Uh, yeah, there you have it. So uh, we need to... It's been a while. We got to hear it. Our favorite theme song. And now for the original. Yeah, it's been a while. I wanted to write a new version 
but I, I just I just haven't had the time. And, there should uh, be an updated Steve Miller version too that just has that stupid guitar lick from Jet Airliner. I'm gonna take every hit and just splice in three seconds of each song. No, don't even do that. Just take all the hits and just layer them all on top of one another because they all suck. Oh, good. Patrick made it just in time. Yeah, just in time for us to say goodbye. So, uh, all right. So for this song sucks, I told you I was going to go with a Van Halen song because I have been listening to Van Halen. And then after the Van Halen uh, Collection 2 was announced, I had to go with Man on a Mission. Oh, God. What album is that even on? Uh, I believe that's on Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge. Uh, that song sucks just because of the album it's on. Well, I mean, there's I look, I know you hate that album, but uh, I do like Pound Cake. Do you, though? I do. I like going, that. Song. Well, this is better than that. Well, Pound Cake's better than most other songs on that album. But I mean, like Man on a Mission really like sucks. right now. I can handle right now. I I. I hate how motivational right now is. <laughs> That's my biggest issue with it. It's like, yes, if, up with I'm people. supposed to Fuck get people. I'm <laughs> supposed to get up and do something about it. Cause Sammy said so. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, anyway, uh, if you haven't heard the song, go listen to it and you'd be like, yeah, Mike's right. It's got like a shuffle to it. Uh -huh. Like not in a good way. Um, it's not a good shuffle. Uh, let's just let's just leave. Let's see. Wait, maybe I could do this and then I'll. I mean, already half half of this show is going to disappear because Does I played that songs for the whole thing. Is that album have um, Amsterdam on it? I think it does. Uh, all right, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, really good. Sounds like King Cobra. Like, it starts off good. No, it doesn't. It didn't start off good. It gets worse. Because then... Then Sammy starts to sing. I really think that if Eddie Van Halen was single during this time, he would have married Chorus. <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good one. Am <laughs> I wrong, though? No, totally. I was just sitting here going, I wish she'd turn off that fucking flanged chorus. It's just, it's it's so much chorus. It's so much chorus. Oh, my God. That's, that, that's fucking hilarious. I like how you go, though, that you were like, oh, it started off good. No, it didn't. I well, like how I mean, they had to keep doing that part. Take it around seven or eight times, and then I'll come well, in. I, but, yeah, then, but then it's like you could, like, the lyrics are kind of stupid, too. I'm a man on a mission. Straight ahead. Less talk. More action. With no distraction. I'm on a mission. I'm a thoroughbred. Less talk. More action. With no distraction. Oh, yeah. Uh. All, all the Sammy era songs, to me, lyrically, musically, all of it, they all sound like works in progress. Like the, the label was like, here, we got to get this out. And they weren't even done writing the songs. Like that intro sounded like they were just vamping. And then he comes in with those lyrics like he's making them up as he goes. Like it's fucking terrible. Well, uh, the lyric, well, it is terrible. And then you get to the, then you read the lyrics. It's, it's worse. I got a one-track mind, my blinders up. Now all I got to do is get up, go out, and get her. Got 
the first step down, I know what I want. All seven senses trying to deliver. Now, baby, let me fill you up inside. Spread your wings and open wide. So hot. So hot. So hot. What is yeah. always too with Sammy with the innuendo? Like he was just like like the the, the best looking guy that's ever walked the face of the earth with his um, fucking I can't drive fifty five in his red car. All right, his, first of all, that song his, is good. And, and his headset mic, nothing more unattractive than a headset mic. I think he's just still like living off the mantra stuff. Well, that I gotta you gotta give credit where credit's due. Yes, and fucking kills it on that. No yes. doubt about that. Yes. 100%. Certainly 10 steps above he- uh, heavy metal. Rock the Nation. Yeah, great. That's great. Great tune. Definitely so. better than Man on a Mission. Uh, did I? I think, well, I'm going to save that one for the next time. Uh, what's your, uh, what's your, what song, what song sucks for you this week? Well, I'm going to have to go with the obvious and pick up for breakfast again. <laughs> because it's so fucking bad when you brought it up earlier for those that for those that don't know up for breakfast was one of the new songs that was recorded for the van halen best of both worlds greatest I think there, were, there were two or three there were I definitely two there was definitely two and i can't even remember what the other one's called uh it's it's about time which is yes. great like that song is badass because there's very little chorus uh and it's it's literally just single track guitar single track bass everything's very dry Mm -hmm. there's no reverb and it's just heavy because it's like tuned to like d or c sharp and it it sounds like there's a noise gate on there because it's just like every time he stops playing there's no noise which Uh is kind of cool uh so that song is actually badass it's really good and the chorus is amazing it's like classic van halen it is the best sammy hagar era van halen song all right. Well, that's saying something. But yeah. for some reason, it, and if Mike's to be believed, which why wouldn't he be? Somehow they decided that Up for Breakfast would be the single because I heard it on the yeah. radio all the fucking time. And you want to talk about some bad Sammy Hagar lyrics. We got, she put the cream in my coffee, put the <laughs> butter on my biscuit, and then woo, cherries on bananas. You know I'm up for breakfast so early in the morning. More innuendo. Though right. I don't know. Always the- innuendo with this guy. Like he's fucking dice clay or something. But wait, like- let's let's talk about this cherries on the banana thing. That to me sounds like it was that time of the month and you had sex. Yeah, I, I sort of took it as uh, you know, the cherries representing, you know, maybe his balls was what I was thinking. Uh no, I think I think it's I think the cherry is sort of like the. Vagine. I think you're absolutely right, Mike, because the next line is lock, lock the front, but leave the back door open. Hot tub loosen up, baby's been soaking. I've been token, I've been sipping, slip sliding, slipping, all got me dripping. I mean, so- awful. Can you believe this is the this is the same band responsible for fucking Mean Street? Like, how is that possible? Because David Lee Roth didn't write these lyrics. Yeah, he wrote the lyrics to Mean Street. But even the you know, band, like, like the band, how could they, with the resume that they have, get behind that? I, I don't know. I can't I'll, answer. I'll that. tell you why. 
because of the check from Live Nation. That's how they yeah, probably. All right. Well, with that said, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go. Yeah, I'm going to go listen to that song again as I walk Roger just to laugh my ass off. But uh, thank you all for coming. Uh, my name is Mike. That's Nick. Nick, what store do you own? Rock City Music Company. And where are you located? Five Mile in Farmington in Livonia, Michigan. And uh, where can we find you? RockCityMusicCo.com. And, and on uh, all social media channels. Yes, there you go. And so we'll, we'll, we'll have... Uh, the band take us out here tonight. Are we doing a show next week or no? R.I.P. Robbie Robertson. Yes. And Rodriguez. And Rodriguez. Yes. Yes. Are we doing a show next week? Uh, I think so. I don't think I have anything to do. Okay. So then we'll probably yes. see you next week. <laughs> and between now and then, we'll try to get a guest on. Blackberry Smoke done touring yet or what? No. They're out God. for another three weeks. God damn it. All right. We'll work on that for you guys. We'll get something fun going on. But thanks again. Talk to y'all soon. Roger says hi.